step into a world shrouded in ash and darkness, where ancient powers linger and legends come to life. Welcome to Adventures in Lollygag, and we are playing Forbidden Lands. Join us as we set sail on longships and explore the unknown, braving untold danger and discovering what hidden treasure lies beneath ash and snow. We are opening now in an icy tunnel. The sound of running water uh, gently echoes through the tunnel behind you, it, or is it above you? You lowered yourself into this tunnel, but gravity seems to have shifted, and what was downwards is now forwards for you. Bacho, you are standing in the doorway that leads to this cube-shaped room. It's 40 foot wide, 40 foot tall. It has four identical walls, four identical sets of doors in each wall. And you are standing in each of those doors, or a reflection of you is. Uh, a reflection is the only easy way to process it, but you also know that this isn't a mirror. Uh, there is 3D space. There's real depth to this room for you. Uh, and in the center of this room is a granite statue of a shrouded figure just standing solemnly. You don't see any distinctive features in the stone. There's just folds in the robes. The hood covering the face is so deep that light doesn't penetrate. There's simply a void. Bacho, that void feels almost contagious to you as you also begin to feel empty inside. And it's a feeling you felt before, just a few days ago. It's the feeling you felt when you died. What did Bacho experience in his death? It's the black eyes pulling me back in deeper choking me with the cold i feel my fur and flesh freezing and falling away from my bones there is no light there is no pack there's just the never-ending cold and the fear that i will never feel warm again it's pulling at me again from within the cowl of this statue. And then he drops into a crouch with his long sword behind him and snarls. The rest of you see him drop into this crouch, snarling, sounding vicious. You can tell he's ready to kill. It's a sound you've all heard before. You're very familiar with it. But as you look at him, if any of you are even moving around him to see his face... You can tell that he's not there mentally. Like, he's present, but he doesn't seem to be aware of his surroundings at the same time. What are you guys doing? So there were, like, three other bachos that he saw, right? Yes. Every single version that? of that, you would see... Uh, if you're close enough to the door to see in the room, you would be able to see all those. Um, and even if you're in one of the doors... You could kind of see around the stone statue towards the door on the far side. And there are direct copies of each of you. The movement is mirrored exactly. Bacho crouching down. Uh, it happens simultaneously. There's no delay or anything like that. The only strange thing is that you hear Bacho growl. And these reflections don't give off any noise. You only hear that noise once. Okay. 
All right. And so he looks like he's like far away because Gunk, Gunk always follows like right on Bacho's tail whenever we're. Yeah, like, I assume most of you are like within 10 feet of each other right now because the this tunnel was only 20, 30 feet long. Uh, so you mm -hmm. want to be that distant. Okay. Um, I think Gunk would speak uh, at that point and he and kind of partly to try to calm Bacho, but also kind of curious to see whether his his doubles say anything uh and he'll say easy bacho careful we don't know that what we see is real it could just be something illusionary and he's half paying attention to bacho and half studying you know to see his other counterparts to see if they're making the same yeah, gestures you can give and... me an insight check okie doke uh, insight. Okay. That's just going to be a straight wits roll for me. I got one. One success. Okay. Um, one success, you can tell that these duplicates, these reflections, mirror your movements exactly. You probably even try to, like, trick it a little bit, like, making very purposeful arm gestures or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just perfectly copied the entire time. Only the sound coming from you, though. Even the steps of your paws on the ice, uh, they kind of echo in this tunnel. Uh, they don't echo from the other side of the room. Your voice doesn't carry from the other side of the room. Mirren brother. would like... Oops, sorry, go for it. Brother, the black ice is eating me. We have to be prepared. Black ice, what the... What do you, what do you mean? And he's looking around to see, like he's literally looking for black ice. I think he's being very literal at this moment. Uh, you wouldn't see any black ice, okay. Bacho. Looking at Gunk, you do see something strange about Gunk. Uh, he he was moving his arms around to test the image. He's worried about you, gesturing with his hands, and his right arm is missing from just below the elbow. The entire forearm is gone. Uh, it doesn't look as if there's a, like, wound. Uh, you don't really... The, the stub seems almost cl cleanly cut off. You can still see a bit of bone and flesh, but it's not bleeding. It doesn't look infected. Uh, it doesn't even look, like, red like it's sore. Uh, it's just waving around and gone. Bacho stands taller and whips his sword around in an arc all, all over Gunk's head and around. Who took your arm, brother? Where are they? No one took my arm, Bacho. They are here. Clearly, this place is sending illusions, displaying with our minds. It is magic of some kind, clearly. It is more powerful magic than I have ever sensed in my life. We do not yet know the full capacity. Calm, brother. I am fine. And when he reassures you that it's there, it, it's like the the veil is lifted. Uh, you do see the arm. Uh Occasionally, though, a couple moments later, you look back and you question where it is, and then it comes back to you. It's just kind of fading in and out. And you hear a noise from Bacho you've never heard before. That that whimpering sound that you'll hear from a dog every once in a while when they're truly afraid and confused. It, that just that involuntary low whimper. Um, Mirren, what were you saying you were doing? 
Yeah, so Mirren would like to step maybe 10 feet to the left of the group or just five feet to the left of the group. Um, and kind of hearing about Bacho's uh, black eyes, she'll like, Bacho, don't, don't look at the darkness because it looks back too readily. And she's going to kind of look behind the reflections and she's going to try to shoot an arrow. She wanted to step away from her friends to avoid if the arrow is shot back at them, that it would pierce anybody but her. Uh, or and she's going to aim not at any one of the reflections, but above uh, sort of their own heads to the the wall behind them. And she's going to try to shoot an arrow there to see if she can break ice or anything like okay. that. Um, you're not in a combat situation, so this would just be like target practice for you. So I'm not going to mm -hmm. require an archery roll. Um, you can uh, just line it up. You take your time. These reflections are copying you perfectly with every move, every draw of the bow. Uh, you release, the arrow flies, and each of these reflections has an arrow that flies the exact same way, and an arrow plinks into the stone above you. It ricochets off, falls onto the ground. Okay. We need to be careful here with this. And does anything happen to the environment, like the ice behind where they're standing or anything? Uh, so if you, like, moved five feet to the side, you would have kind of, like, had to go in the room a little bit. Yes. Uh, so you would have had the stone wall behind you. Uh, and, like, the the etching from the arrow where it ricocheted off, that scratch. Mm -hmm. uh, if you look closely, it's 40 feet away, but you can see that there are copies on uh, the other walls. Okay. As you're looking closer at these walls, too, uh, you can see... Uh, I mentioned this before. Um, the frame of the door uh, has a uh, image carved into it. Uh, and there is an open book uh, with a skeletal owl resting in the middle of the pages, on the middle of the pages. Duh, and obviously this would be of interest to gun considering i'm sorry vision. it's not resting it's in flight my bad that's what i said last week okay um that is i mean this obviously would be of interest to gunk because of of what he saw so um how far away from gunk is is this thing uh the stone doors are 20 feet tall uh mm -hmm. so it's 20 feet above you or okay. 15 well, feet above you however tall you are all right so that's where the that's where the is it? I'm sorry. Did you say is it a statue or an engraving? What would you say? It it's an engraving uh, okay. above the door, uh, and All each right. of these walls has an identical engraving. Uh, the ceiling is 40 feet high. Uh, you can mm -hmm. see that your torchlight is just barely illuminating it, uh, so that image is just over the halfway point. Uh, it's like okay. a stone relief. Uh, so yeah, Gunkel share light. I saw this. This is the messenger she sent for me. We are meant to be here. There's no reason for alarm, but this is a powerful place, a nexus point of many magics. Be careful what you touch. Um, so do we just sit, sit ourselves in the middle of the room and wait for what comes next? No, I wanted to try something a bit uh, fun. You you already shot an arrow. What, what else are you going to do? Well, I was going to go see if I could shake its hand. All right. Uh, Wait, shake, shake what's hand? Doing like, like I just want to go and that, like 
touch the hand the of my reflection. Up. No, no, my reflection hand. Okay, I was going to oh. say, I'm like, because it was 20 feet up. Because <laughs> no, I was going to do something yep. so there. I'm like, that's pretty high. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you could stand on my back, but even then, I don't think we make the <laughs> height of a normal there. person. <laughs> She's yeah. got jumps like Jordan, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I can I can get Shaq O'Neal high, you know? Still All right, so you want to just walk uh, across the room to try and shake your own hand? Yes. Okay. Um, the, the statue, the granite statue is in the center of this room. So you have to go a little bit over. You can't go perfectly, uh, around, but even if you go left or right, these reflections will perfectly copy you. Um, as you start moving around the statue, you realize the face of it is following you. It's constantly facing towards you. The statue is constantly facing forward. The rest of you see no movement in the statue. It appears as if it's the exact same. Uh, and you see the reflection of Mirren uh, circling around the statue. Yeah, she's you keep... following me. <laughs> no, she's not. You keep going around, and it's just no, no. It's, it's definitely just following there. me because you can see the face. I am. Oh, I am looking at the face. It's not following you. It's still yes. No, 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 no. It's. It's that's creepy. Gunk, you want to go look at the creepy thing? You like the you play okay, with those I kinds go, of things. I will go look at the creepy thing. Gunk will, yeah, he'll start inspecting the statue a bit. And uh, Bacho is hovering over Gunk because Gunk is, for one, he's his anchor in reality and he wants to protect him. Soldier is looking the other way because everyone is looking up at this thing and that seems like a bad idea. So Soldier is going to have like looking in the opposite direction for like what might happen behind us while we're all like like watching the reflections and everything. Thing. Yeah, so looking more at the perimeter of the of the room. Okay. Um Mirren, you would notice this as soon as you get close. It's not hidden or anything. Uh Gunk as you follow, you'll see it Bacho you as well. Uh you see the same sort of phenomenon where no matter what angle you go to, the statue seems as if it's always facing you. You also can never get close enough to your reflection to touch it because that reflection is constantly moving around the statue uh, and it's just, you know, six, seven feet from you. So you just can't quite reach it. Uh, and when you start to uh, reach out, the uh, reflection is reaching the opposite direction. Uh, the reflection of you is a perfect copy of you. So if you're reaching out to your left, it's also reaching out to its left. It's cheating. But the three of you notice uh, very clearly on this statue, uh, the pedestal has runes on it, which you all would recognize as Ashkeshen runes. Uh, the same that are on those tablets, the same that you saw in that first uh, dungeon that you explored together. And like that first dungeon in the tomb, these runes almost seem as if they want to be read by you. So as you're looking at them, they kind of begin to glow and they reform into the language that you're most comfortable with. Uh, there aren't too many languages around here, but uh, like whatever your uh, native language would be is what it reforms into. And that's what you're reading. And it reads, these are the canticles, the songs to praise that who is not praised. Sacrifice your secret and enter. Bacho can what read that say? too? Everyone can read it if you get close enough. 
Zaldrin's facing the other way. She's like, can you tell me what it said? Uh, is sacrifice your secret to enter. That's the important bit. I, I, and, uh, any ideas? Gonk? What does that mean? Bacho sniffs the statue and he goes, I... I fear that I am not truly alive, not truly Bacho anymore, that I am a puppet at the behest of this burning stone in my chest. And you, after saying that, you feel an immediate pain in your chest, not from the heart, your back. It's something you haven't thought about, but that mark, the, the bite that you received a few nights prior... Just it feels as if it's on fire uh, and it just starts piercing into you as if the teeth are actually in your flesh digging in and it's enough to bring you to a knee and you really do have to like gather all of your strength to hold on but after a moment it subsides and you feel invigorated I am going to be adding something to your character sheet here And you can go ahead and increase your might by one. Oh, groovy. The rest of you would see him like in pain, uh, maybe an involuntary noise. He goes to a knee, but then it seems to subside rather quickly. Bacho, after it begins to subside, reality, the, the walls, everything you see begins to like bend and ripple and extend these walls begin to reform in a way and you find yourself in a cube-shaped room however there are only two entrances exits the one you came through and one on the far side oh i'm sorry there aren't any there's only the one exit still the one that you came through and the other uh, walls are completely barren there's no more reflections no more copies and if you start to uh, circle around, you'll be able to walk entirely around the statue as well. Am I in here alone, or is, is everyone with nope, me? No, the, the rest of the group is there, and they appear to be in their same positions in front of the statue. Gunk, do you see that the room has changed? Tell me that you see that. GM? Uh, you do that? not see any change, no. No, what did you do, you... You spoke something that you would not share. A secret. Uh, it's said to, to, to sacrifice your secret, and now the room is completely different for me. There is the only the one way out, the way we came in. Everything else is blank walls. Gunk will roll his eyes at this. This is some silly confessional. That is this, that is the source of this. So I enjoy to poke and prod at magical artifacts, and sometimes people get hurt because of it. Big whoop. Uh, that, that that's not a secret. No, that's still not a secret. We all know that's that. Mechanically, my dark secret. Well, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Would you consider this to be your greatest secret right now, uh, outside of mechanics? Uh, I mean, I don't think he has any. He's an open book, okay. Stephen. No, that's fine. Uh, with that, the pain yours is on your chest. 
uh, where you're deceptively ripped. Uh, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. a bit of a mark Thank on you your for, swimsuit bod now. For uh, <laughs> yeah. That again, uh, the the pain flares up. It feels like the teeth are inside you, and it almost overcomes your senses before it subsides. I'm putting something on your character sheet, and you get plus one lore. Well, I got smarter. Aaron, what are they doing back there? There's nothing happening over this way. I just I hear talking. I, I don't understand. Z- Zaldrin, I think you can turn around. Um, so the if we uh, if we say secrets to the statue, then it looks like it hurts, and then they look at the room different, but they're still here, and I still see the room like it is. So, all right. Well, and you go Dunk, next, your, and then I'll go last. Your view of the room would have changed as well. Got it. And I think I saw what you dropped. It's all like wobbly, wobbly, wobbly magic. Ah. Um, yeah. Uh, well, uh, and Mirren will like lean in really close and whisper very quietly. I don't regret leaving Isla to die. Uh, and if you whisper it quiet enough, uh, everyone else would have to make a check to hear it if they wanted to. Uh, otherwise, it it goes unnoticed. But Mirren still struggles with the pain. Uh, Mirren, your mark is on the back of your neck, uh, and it causes a, a your muscles to tense and cramp up. Your head contorts in a way as it pulls back from the pain, but then it also subsides. You gain plus one manipulation, and I'm dropping something onto your sheet as well. Yeah, it really hurts, Aldrin. It's your turn. <laughs> so all of you see the room different now? Uh, yes. Yes. If you wish to join okay. us, just share something. It is a simple confessional, very rudimentary. Nothing at all to be impressed with. Uh, and so Zaldrin will... Um, kind of just walk over to it and she's not going to drop her voice at all she's going to be like uh I, I mean i don't think you guys don't already know this but i like ven more than any of you <laughs> yeah that's like as good as gunk's secret honestly zaldrin you say that in that like monotone matter effect voice but then that pain hits you as well your mark is on your back it feels like the teeth sink into you And you gain plus one move, and I'm dropping something onto your sheet. Gunk will will chastise Some of us do not keep secrets from those they care for. And if we do, they are quite minor. Well, yeah. I mean, good for you. I'm proud (laughs) of you. That's great. Such a healthy relationship. The Furless don't understand, brother. This, this part of the problem. We are not here to talk about the, the politics of the Furless. We are here to so discover what this thing is. Gonna look around and say, excited. so this is what you all were excited to see? This boring four-ball room? Boring. Boring. Yeah, I thought it would be more exciting, too, actually. I mean, mirrors upon mirrors upon things is not something I've seen before. This is a room. I've seen this before. 
a room that just seconds ago, before you uttered something, looked completely different from you. Yes, 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 the confessional, not very impressive, but the sheer magic of it to allow both the words, the feeling, and to check whether we are telling the truth, and then be able to alter our perceptions of things. The magic here is extraordinary. I, 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 I don't, I, I don't dis, I don't disagree with that. I just, I prefer things that don't make my eyes think I see things that I don't see. So, maybe it's less about being impressed and more about not liking. Maybe, maybe if you don't like seeing things that you don't actually see, maybe cut it back a little bit when we are at the tavern and you are drinking too much as well. Okay, you just very, very annoyed at your. Luddite nature right now. <laughs> totally. She's like, there's something ahead of me that I can poke. This is something I like. My eyes deceiving me. This is something I do not like. Mm. So you look around this room and it it's barren. It's empty. It's a 40-foot cube. The statue is the only thing in there. Three of these walls now have no doors, no markings on them. Uh, just uh, rather large stone bricks. Uh, they're probably five, six feet tall. Uh, 15 feet long, just stacked almost perfectly on top of each other. There's very smooth. The creases uh, uh, don't have much uh, difference between them. As you look back at the door that you came through, this is when you see that that book is still open, but the owl is now resting on top of it. It's standing on top of the book. You didn't hear any change. It doesn't sound like the stone had moved or anything like that, but that is now the Still the only way in and out of this room. Is, the, is this the same room? Or is, have we been moved? That is a very interesting question. It, I think it is the same. Perhaps it was illusion or... I wonder. I have read about transportation, teleportation, shifting of perception... Are you saying changes. we just went from one place to another and we didn't even feel it? I didn't like I, ride a horse to get there. Like seriously, can you just like look at this and be like, hey, this is really interesting. Giant freaking snake above us and we found this place that's defying the laws that we understand of magic. But no, it's fine. That's, you know, whatever. Um, the so the book, the book that you keep referring to, that is part of the engraving there's not an actual book yes here, right? it's not okay. an actual book it's a relief of a book and a relief of an owl skeleton how detailed is the book like when we look up rudimentary like, okay um, i was just imagine sure like, like egyptian hieroglyphics like the amount of detail would that would be there like it's still impressive but it's how? not like there's any letters that you can read or anything like that have the runes shifted at all like has anything like change? The statue has the same Ashkeshen runes on the front. As you circle same. around, you do not find any sort of new runes, uh, and the statue appears to be a whole statue instead of just turning to face you. Again, there's no real distinctive features on the statue, just folds and folds of this large robe. Bacha whispers down to Gunk. I don't know what happened, but I feel much stronger now after everything changed. Is that... Did you change too, brother? I feel as though um, 
portion of my mind has been opened to me that I did not yet have access to. I do feel a little more um, perceptive, perhaps. Uh, and I... Uh, very, very interesting. I have memories, I think. I think I... And he starts kind of messing around a little bit with his uh, his kind of normal... I'm trying to see if this, any, of, any of these would actually work pretty well here, but... It's it's still like it's an engraved statue, right? Never mind. Never mind. It's not gonna work. Okay. Um you do sense a magical aura from the statue. The room itself doesn't feel as magical, but there is something in the air. You can almost taste it. Can I am I able at any point to determine it's you know, the kind of magic? Last time around you said it was like too it big would be, and grandiose and it would be the same sort of magic that uh, emanates from your Ashkesh tablets. It's not a magic that's controlled by any sorcerer that you know, uh, any spell casting that you know, any druid that you know. This is a very primal magic, almost chaotic. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have spells I can cast. This is just Jeff out of character for a second. I have spells I can cast that might give us hints, things like intuition and divination and stuff like that. I just, I'm not 100% sure what questions to ask. Uh, so if I were to cast something like intuition, it's a yes or no question. I just wouldn't know what question to ask. Um, same thing with like, same thing with divina- divination and everything. Um, Could I ask if, uh, have we discovered all the gifts that this room has to offer or all the... Uh, yeah. While you're doing that, Zaldrin might just go look out the door just to make sure, because you guys were talking about like teleportation being an option. So she'll like stay standing in the room, but like peek her big old head out and just make sure that it looks the same. Yeah, the um, the door had closed behind you, uh, just from the natural weight of this stone. Uh, you pull it open again, uh, and you see that there is a round circular tunnel in ice with the same grooves in the circle there's no water channel running through it the the waterfall is gone and instead of seeing up into darkness you see down this tunnel is another set of 20 foot wide or 20 foot long tall doors uh almost identical to what you just opened uh you dunk i think you were right of course I was. It's not the what same. About? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I opened the door. I looked outside. It's not the same. Oh, they, we have. It has moved us somehow. Yes. Oh, to learn this. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, what do you see? Uh, another set of 20 foot tall doors. Well, we should. <laughs> we should proceed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We. And strangely, I feel like I could get there even faster than I used to be able to. Mm-hmm. Mirren, do you feel different? Uh, Mirren kind of looks around. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps huh? your secret was not great enough? I, yeah, maybe. I, it's, uh, 
you know, I, I see the room differently, but you know, well, I don't know. Maybe we should just keep going. It's okay. I, I, I think it's okay. Yes. Are you sure? You, you ready? Yes. Let's, uh, uh, let's, let's move on. I, I think, uh, uh, I mean, I'm a little different. Like I, I, I feel a little bit better. It, like I feel you guys a bit better. Like I understand your emotional states better, but I mean, I think I was getting there anyway. Uh, but yeah, that, that's about it. Let's, let's keep going. Right, she's fine. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so the four of you begin moving down this tunnel. Uh, it, it's not a difficult uh, trek, but the ground is uneven. It's a circular tunnel. It's not flat. You have to watch where you step on these grooves because they go up and down uh, that naturally carved spiral. You get to the other set of doors, and they appear to be identical. You pushing through? Basha will push him open. They open easily despite the immense weight of these stones. You hear that same musical note when these doors open. The same one you heard when you went into the previous room. Uh, Gunk, the same one you heard the night before. Uh, uh, the tone of a flute. As you look into this room, Bacho, you see that it's another 40-foot cube. It, almost identical shape. Uh, almost identical decoration, except you see that there are panels of reliefs de decorating each wall, each of the four walls. And in the center of this room, uh, you see that there is a round pit surrounded by concentric circles of stone spikes. Uh, and he turns back and describes to Gunk what he sees. So there's stone spikes in the middle, and then you said there was four, like four, say it again? Four walls. Four, yeah. Uh, there are doors in each wall, uh, identical mm -hmm. doors, but there are reliefs carved into each wall that all appear different on each wall. They're, they're no longer identical on each wall. Gunk, Gunk will take great care in examining the differences. So you go up to the, the first panels that are on your wall, and it shows... A shrouded figure, very similar to the statue that you just saw, uh, walking. And it, it's kind of like these side views, like Egyptian hieroglyphics. They're not painted or anything. They're just carved in. But you see, like, fragments of it, like, that are meant to convey motion or time passing. You see that figure walking forward and finding a wall. You move to the next side of the room, uh, and it, it has that same figure. But now he's walking up this wall. You move to the third side. There is uh, the figure walking upside down on top of the ceiling at this point. And then the fourth panel shows him going down. And as you go around to each of these reliefs, you see that there are bits of Ashkesh runes on each wall. And they translate in your head for you, similar to the previous ones. The rest of you, if you're walking around, you would see this as well. Uh, combined, it reads, any fool can know. Only the wise can understand. The third panel actually has the runes that seem to be like defaced or vandalized. They're scratched off. You can't read them. And then the fourth panel says, to learn the logic, forget logic. 
Can you read the three that are visible again? Any fool can know. Only the wise can understand. To learn logic, forget logic. And I'll put it in the chat for you. Clearly, we have to mimic the movements, perhaps, of this figure. Did we yeah. already do one of the movements when we went into the first room? When we walked down that tunnel yeah. perpendicularly? Would we think we've made progress based upon our movements so far? Uh, it's hard to tell. It's basically impossible to tell. There are four doors in this room. You remember which one you came out of because of the reliefs. You could look through one of these doors. If you do, I'll give it to you now. You'll see an identical tunnel to the one you just came out of. A 20-foot uh, board tunnel that leads to another set of identical doors. As you're walking around this room, looking around that pit in the center, if any of you get closer to it, you can look down, and there's actually a bit of torchlight down below inside that pit that's moving around. You look down, and you can see yourselves. It's as if there is a portal looking down into the same room that immediately makes you look up, and you see that there is a round opening in the ceiling as well. And you could, if you move a hand over, you'll see your hand moving there. I dunk didn't you say like in your dream that the the wormy wormy world worm has like a big circle with like spiky teeth coming in on it and we're in like a circular room with spiky teeth coming in on it there are many things that have spiky teeth like his spiky teeth everyone has spiky bacho has spiky uh, teeth it is not I mean, to be fearful yeah but there's like the whole wall mouth in a big circle listen if we are inside the pearlier about to be yeah, yeah. bitten by one of these things, then that's my bad. But, you know, <laughs> I really don't think that's what this is. Okay. I trust you. Really? <laughs> yeah, why not? I mean, I have a lifetime supply of reasons not to, but no, that is, that is excellent. Um, okay. And, like, one of them has this walking up a wall like one of the pictures like has us walking up a wall yes so between the four panels th yeah. he is walking on each side of a square okay all right do we need uh, to walk through each door from this room uh, maybe i do not understand this gunk um gunk wants to cast a spell um so okay the the tablets you said right the tablets that uh, this is probably going to be a waste. Um, why couldn't I just get like fire spells? Like I should have just gotten like fire spells. Cause like, I feel like all the stuff I have Blast is like, everything. it's everything I have is like, <laughs> if the GM's cool, this will work. And then, like, you know, no, just, just. ouch, I'm not cool. Oh my goodness. I hurt. Is this what a heart attack is? I'm going to cast, <laughs> I'm going to cast visions of the past. Uh, okay. And, uh, I'm going to cast it at power level three. Uh, so basically, what it allows me to do is I'm seeing events that have tried in the have transpired in the past at the location that we are in, uh, even if those events are no longer remembered by any living being. Uh, and power level three lets me see a few hundred years back. So the visions are cryptic and fragmented, et cetera, et cetera. So like you decide exactly what I can see, but yeah. I'm I'm just trying to like look perfect. back to see what I can. No, it's perfect. See, that's a great 
great spell to use. Um, looking back hundreds of years, uh, we'll say that you can kind of see how long you're going to. It takes time to go back to for that your mind's eye to travel back that long, and it really does go back hundreds of years, 300, possibly 400. And for that whole time, you don't see anything happening in this room. You see fragments of the room. There's nothing. It's stationary. It's dark. And then there's the light, torchlight. And you see coming out of the, the door that you came out of, there's a group of reavers, uh, several of them. And they are looking around like you and it's stuttering. It's fragmented. Like it says, you see them going through multiple uh, doors and then coming back through those doors. Uh, it, it's kind of like a Scooby-Doo thing where they go in one door and they come back in another one. Uh, they've gone through this room many, many times. You see them wrap a rope around one of these spikes. You see them climbing down. And as they climb down, you see them coming out of the ceiling at the same time. Uh, it, that cycle just continues and continues. And you see them climbing up. Uh, going through the pit the same way as they climb up the ceiling. Uh, one of the reavers comes out of the pit and that's where the vision ends. Okay. So gunk, as that was happening, eyes just kind of go this like, like blacky ink color as like he's, he's thinking back, not a spell. I think he's cast in front of anyone except for maybe Bacho, um, in the past. Uh, and, when he comes back, he like takes a big deep breath. Like he's just like been holding his breath underwater and, and then he'll just kind of convey what he saw. Like reavers were here. Not recently. Hundreds of years. They were trapped. It seems they tried all of the, the, why are you waving your hand in front of my face? Poking you in the arm. Why are you poking (laughs) me? I'm trying to, I'm trying the, you were you were not just, here. You were. But we're, I am we were talking now. You, you can back. stop like, poking really and you can stop waving now. Are you sure? Follow the finger. Follow the finger. Okay. Oh gosh, this is just <laughs> one of those days, isn't it? Uh, okay. So, uh, so yeah, he'll he'll convey like they any conventional way of leaving. They could not leave. Did he see anything, by the way, in the anything different in terms of the tablets or anything like that? Because I know you said like some of them were scraped off, like one of them was scraped off. Was there any change in the tablets or anything like that? The tablets, if you have them out and you're looking at them, they appear to be exactly the same. They don't appear to be reacting to anything in here. No, the ones that the ones that are in the room because that like, the they gave us. the Oh, gotcha. Uh, only the wise learn. And then you said like part of it. The rooms logic, logic. are obviously magical. Uh, similar mm-hmm. to your Ashkesh tablets, but they want to be read, which makes it very easy to translate them. Uh, like when you were doing that elements puzzle, as soon as you got the element right, they translated for you. The tablets in your backpack refuse to do that for you. It's kind of a battle for you to like bend their will to yours in a way. Mm-hmm. As you're reading Lee's, it's much easier. The actual reliefs, the decorations, the carvings, those appear to be the same. They don't appear to be the same sort of magic. Okay. Um, so was there not a time in history when they weren't scratched out? Yeah, that that's sort of... Uh, no, you did not see anything with the, the Reavers scratching them out. Okay. Whether that was something that like was skipped or it just didn't happen, uh, right. it's hard to tell. Uh, Bacho, while they're thinking about that, uh, Zaldrin was 
poking gunk as he's going back in time. And this sends you into another one of your visions, trances. You are still present. You're still in this room. You're still aware of everything. But suddenly you have your light. You're flying. You're an eagle. You have this bird's eye view over a mountaintop. The top of which has been completely flattened. And you see Zaldrin, larger than you've ever seen her, holding her spear, uh, not the same, not Gelnir, the, the new one she has, but something much more magnificent, even better than that. You see her doing battle against a fire worm of massive scale. They are moving around the, the top of this mountain, neither of them retreating or willing to leave the mountain. They're going back and forth. This battle is happening constantly, or it, it's going on forever. It doesn't appear as if one has a better edge than the other. Zaldrin, you, you also see that she has five gold arm rings on one arm, uh, and they're just, you, you can tell they're gold, but something about them glistens and glows. Uh, it's much shinier than any gold arm rings you've seen before. And then the vision ends and you're back and Gunk is telling you what he saw. Hmm. Bacho walks up to Zaldrin and, and sniffs, sniffs her hair, looks at Zaldrin. You are going to be a great warrior, greater even than you are now. Beware the fireworm. You'll know it's coming when you wear the five gold armlets. What five gold armlets? Exactly. What five gold armlets? So I don't need to beware until I have five armlets, so I'm safe right now. We are safe. Well, you're safe from a glorious battle with the fireworm. But in time... Oh, I see your point. I see your point. Well, I do... I do feel a little bit like next time we're in battle, I might have a little more insight. Mm. And you will not be using such a weak spear. You will be wielding a, a weapon of great power. Are you... Speaking ill of Kelnir, this is quite a fabulous weapon I have. It is fabulous, but nothing compared to what you will one day wield, sister. Oh. It's the, the two of you with your seeing things and then telling us what you saw and the things. Marin, are you seeing things Magic, too? Magic-y stuff. Anyway, at least, at least you Bacho, still have your head. If you guys can hold this end of a rope, please. You guys are strong. Hmm. Thank you. And uh, the makeshift rope she made in the tower, she ties it quickly to the other side of her waist and jumps down the hole. No, wait. Oh. One second before you do that. Uh, yeah, that that happens it. fine, perfectly. Zaldrin, when he mentioned fireworm to you, um, that actually has quite a deep meaning to orcs in this world. Uh, there could be two meanings to it. Uh, the orcs worship a blood dragon that lives in the volcano where they live. Uh, where your hometown of Oracoa is. And then there is also another 
rock formation near your hometown that is called the Fire Serpent. Uh, and that is supposedly a snake that has been coiled up. And as the ash fell down on it, the ash was cooked into stone. Uh, and it's sleeping inside that shell of stone. So both of those things are depicted as various types of worms in your culture. Okay, good to know. Mirren, uh, you drop the rope over. And as you do that, rope falls from I the drop, pit above. I drop myself over. <laughs> <laughs> with the rope i tied it around my waist i gave one end shabacho and zaldrin to hold and then i tied it and ran and jumped into the hole okay i want a might check from bacho uh -oh. or zaldrin with a plus one for the other helping and then okay. a move check from mirin they fail it's just gonna like portal fall forever like, yeah. <laughs> we'll find out okay you got uh, it with the plus one for me yeah i'll do it i'll roll uh, you're probably okay. I got three sixes. Uh, ooh, I got no sixes but no ones, so I'm gonna push. Uh, I got no sixes and one one. Okay, um, so you just <laughs> skydive, uh, yeah. you go over. Uh, Bacho, she handed you this rope, but you weren't necessarily ready. Uh, so you're <laughs> gripping it and it's burning through your paws, the, the thick pads of your hands uh, as it's sliding through. Eventually, you grip it. Uh, Mirren, I'm going to roll here for you one second. Yep, no worries. Oh, that's double sixes. Um, you're going to take two points of agility damage as you... It takes a bit too long for Bacho to grab that rope, but he does hold it firm. And that rope, it just crunches into your ribs, uh, the weight of you falling. But you are safe. You are not continuing to fall, at least. It worked. Um, and the three of you hear that from above uh, as she's hanging above you. And then I vomit down on them because I pulled into my rib cage. Oh, careful. <laughs> that vomit does begin to portal. Uh, down through. Okay, Gunk is going continuing. to try to climb the wall or something. Oh, Macho God. backs way up. He's got one end of the rope and he's holding, she's holding like this. Are all halflings this crazy, Mirren? Yeah, you should see my granny and grandpa. Eventually, that vomit begins tame. to dissipate. It turns to mist or it just lands on Mirren herself. Uh, so it, it does I'm stop. I'm vomiting at some on point. myself in the hole. <laughs> You. Uh, there's going to be a lot of trial and error uh, with this dungeon here, so I'm going to cut to the chase for a lot of it for you. Um, Gunk, you can try all sorts of methods. You're not going to be able to walk on these walls. Even if you climb on them, gravity does not change the same way it did before. Uh, Mirren, if you get lowered down, uh, it appears as if you're perfectly fine. These are the people that lowered you down. Uh, you're in the exact same room, as far as you can tell, or a very convincing like simulation. You need to just specify that. <laughs> Beware the smiling DM, right? Yes, I am wearing that shirt today. This is out of Bacho's element, so he just kind of crouches and waits for Gunk to tell him what to do. I mean, uh, uh, Jeff doesn't know what to do. 
So this is like, this <laughs> so, is my constant frustration <laughs> with puzzles. Like I, I'm, I, I'm not good at these things. Like I'm uh, so like, I know I'm playing the character that's supposed to be, but oh, like, no. I, I, Jeff uh, doesn't know. So like, with I'm your happy vision. to cast a spell for like divination. If someone can, think no, of no, a no, question uh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll count it with the one you already did with your vision. Uh, you saw that the reavers were coming, uh, continually entering this room and then leaving, entering and leaving until they if climbed up that pit and then you never saw them after that. So that would be your best guess the Earth Mother is telling you to go up. Is Marin still dangling from the rope from above? Is she? Oh, I'm going to pendulum over. Catch me. No, no, no. Wait. You're, that's a perfect yeah. fulcrum. Oh. And then he's going to leap up and grab her. Okay. And try to and try to and try to just like step on her as he climbs up the rope. Oh my <laughs> face! Right. Uh, move check to climb up the rope. And remember, move this is check. a forty foot climb, uh, so if you fall, it could hurt. We have audience if you want any assistance with spikes on the edge of the pit. No, I'm fine. I I'm not the smartest, but I think maybe we should just keep walking through the random doors. See if we can walk differently in the rooms that are attached to those doors. Two sixes. Two sixes. You're scrailing, you're light, you've got the the claws that dig into this hemp rope. Uh, you pull yourself up easily. You find yourself coming out of the pit and seeing all your companions around you. Whether something changed or not, you can't quite tell. Do we see him coming out of the pit? Yes, you do. Did you just say, I crawled up, I see everyone, but I can't discern if anything's changed? Correct. Do but, we all uh, crawl up? Do you guys want to all crawl up or no? I, okay. if, if, if Gunk has idea, we do idea, we climb. You begin climbing. Hang uh, here and let I people want move climb. checks from everyone that climbs. <laughs> Mirren might be pull pulled up. up because she's already on the end. <laughs> One success. I I'm gonna, rope. I'm gonna take one audience dice if that's okay. All right. Oh crap! Uh, I gotta push it. One success and one point of agility damage. Unfortunately, I've got ten points of willpower, so it didn't get anything from it. But, but I got one success. Uh, you easily climb up, uh, pulling your way. It's like you're back in gym class. You find yourselves in the same sort of room. You pull Mirren up. Uh, between the three of you, it's not that hard to pull her weight. These rooms, the room seems to be the same. Um, as you look around, though, that, that panel that had the vandalized Ashkesh runes, uh, it's not vandalized anymore. Uh, you go over it and you can read it. And it says, this is the way. This is the way. Mandalorian. I wrote this years before Mandalorian, though. Just saying. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. I'm <laughs> sure Disney's lawyers are going to really enjoy <laughs> the discovery process of seeing your original notes. I've got one note records. I'll screenshot it. <laughs> I don't know where Thank Steven gets yanked out of his chair by the Mickey, Mickey Mouse and <laughs> the last we see of him. <laughs> <laughs> we see Mickey Mouse just come in there. <laughs> I'm running the game now. 
<laughs> so we can move forward a bit. Uh, you push through some of these stone doors, uh, likely deciding at random. You, I'm going to give you a little bit more. Uh, as you start testing things, trying to really figure out what's going on here, one of you stays back and holds the stone door open as the rest of you go down this tunnel and try to open the other ones. Zaldrin, you stay back. Uh, the doors on the other side of the tunnel will not give. They've always moved so easily before, but with the doors open that you just came out of, the new doors uh, will not open. It's not until Zaldrin closes that door that you're able to open the next set. And this next room is another 40-foot cube, unfortunately for you all. However, it's very different. This room, as soon as you open those stone doors, you hear that same flute tone, but heat immediately engulfs you. As these doors open, a wave of it comes over you. As you look in, you see that the these stone walls have melted. Uh, there are charred corpses in the center of this room, and there's a large break in the masonry of one of these walls, and you can see a glow emanating from it uh, as you see a lava flow. And that lava appears to be flowing up. Uh, it's not spilling through the break. It's not uh, entering the room. But every now and then you do see a large bubble, and it just pops, and these noxious fumes begin to uh, fill the room as well in that when that bubble pops, it's like there's another wave of heat that comes through as well. This room does have four doors. Uh, they are all burnt on the inside, but they appear as if they would open still. If we remove some soot, are there any images or... Uh... The stone has been hot enough to melt, uh, so it, it really does not have any images. As you look at these corpses in the center of the room... Uh, just the slightest touch or movement is enough for them to crumble to dust with the exception of the bones. Uh, and you see that these are very charred skeletons of reavers. Maybe this wasn't the way. It doesn't look if... like the vision. Your, your raiders from your vision made it far after that last room. I would imagine if they did. Perhaps they would be more powerful, or we would have heard about it. I'm not sure. And this place wouldn't be so hidden, maybe. Well, what mm, can we tell what direction the heat sort of emanated from? Like, is there a burn pattern from one side to the other that shows, like, the flow of lava from one way to the other? Yeah, uh, it would actually be the same sort of flow from where that crack in the masonry is, as if the okay, lava... Okay, it is the obvious thing. Okay. Uh, it actually flows towards the crack, uh, as if everything melted into that, which it's on the side of the wall for you all. Like, it goes all the way up to the ceiling, but it looks as if the stone melted that direction towards it. Well, don't like that. And we're going to narrate a little bit here. You go through these doors uh, to try to find the next room because you, you're you lost at this point. You go through several of these cube-shaped rooms, some of which look exactly the same as rooms that you've already been through. Some of them seem to be completely empty, 
with no sort of reliefs at all. One time you find yourself in that room with the pit uh, and you begin trying, Mirren, I know you like to draw maps. So you begin uh, keeping track of these and it appears as if doors that lead to certain rooms do not return to those rooms when you go back through the tunnel. It takes hours of this, of trial and error, before you begin to learn that some of these doors lead to specific rooms, and they will always go to that room. For instance, when you get to this burned, scorched room, and you open the door to uh, that's on the same wall as that uh, cracked masonry, you realize that it always leads to this empty room. And you begin uh, keeping track of that. You have a sort of diagram, but your arrows are like circles to all these different rooms. It's not a linear map. It, it just, there's a logic to it, but it's not logical. Nothing is changing on you, but these doors don't give you the same tunnels as you would want, as you would expect them to. As you're going through this, you start mapping as best you can uh, and you come to a new room finally uh, this room you open these stone doors and you're hit by a, a smell an earthy smell a, a bit of a ammonia smell and you hear a cacophony of animal cries looking in there are dozens and dozens of steel cages with all sorts of animals Many of these cages are stacked on top of each other. The room itself is the 40-foot cube, the same as before. But there are 100 animals in here easily oh, of can we all keep them? sorts. Oh, Every single one of them yes. are for not for eating. Yeah, right? well, let's keep not all of them. Yes. For eating? No. Muted, Jeff. Some animals are for eating, right? Mm. Like... So they're in cages? Uh, yes, they're all in steel cages of varying sizes. They're stacked on top of each other. Uh, there's haphazard pathways that move through here. You can't really see from one side to the other. Uh, it, it appears as if there are cages behind cages even. Um, are there any primates? Any Anything that would look like intelligent mammals? Uh the answer to that question is yes, but before we do that, Mirren, yes. you're going to be moving through uh, this uh, room, yeah. and one animal specifically just catches your eye and almost seems as if it immediately bonds with you. What animal is this? Uh, it is a fox, probably in its winter coat for unknown reasons. Um and uh, yeah, it's just stuck in a. And she will run over to that cage and like try to get it. Can we keep it? Can we keep it? Yes, we. Look how cute we, it is. What? But what, what, what about the rest of them? There. We'll let there them out too. Yes. How, is something, this how we get out? Something or someone must be caring for these animals. Else, how do they eat? It's a good question. You don't see any signs of food or anything like that, but there's plenty of waste. Um, many of these cages are locked. Many of them are not as well. 
uh, mirror in your cage with the fox has a latch that you're able to easily undo. Uh, the fox almost seems perfectly tame around you, Mirren. As it uh, walks out around you, you grab it. The length of it is almost the same height as you. Uh, as you're lifting up under its front legs, its hind legs are still on the ground. Uh, and it seems to bond with you instantly. Gunk, you said you were looking through... The... I was looking for, 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 a, for primates, like yes. an intelligent mammal or something Intelligent. Like as you're moving through... Uh, before you no, find any looking. sort of... I'm just looking. I'm not moving. Just looking. Okay. <laughs> Poking your head around. Uh, you hear something. Down here. I have something to tell you. Down here. And you can hear it from the far side of the room. It's a small voice. It's not booming. You can't quite see what it is. Where are you? Keep talking so I can find you. I'm over here. I'm over here. I have something to tell you. Uh, come here. Come here. I got to talk to you. Okay. And one second. You fucking the rest of you would be cage? able to hear this as well over the, the chattering of all these animals, the squawking of birds. Um, as you get closer, you see that there is an otter. It stands up uh, on its hind legs. It's about gunk size. It's wearing a little leather vest uh, that kind of looks like armor, but it's too short. Uh, and it has a belt around uh, its chest, basically, where that vest ends. And stuffed into that is a short sword. And as it's like running back and forth along this cage yelling, uh, that short sword is just clinking uh, on the, the bars in the ground below, j just dragging across. Come here, come here. I have something to tell you. Give me your ear. I'm, you can tell me right here. You've you've demonstrated. Oh, come here! It's a secret. You have to be close. Everybody, plug your plug your ears, please. Seriously. Mm. And it whispers oh, something almost inaudible. Uh, okay. Well, I'll cast a spell then. Uh, while he's whispering, I'm gonna go ahead uh, and cast words on the wind. Uh, and so, since I can see him. Uh, I can magically, I can enhance my hearing magically and hear specific sounds up to distant ranges if they stood right, Perfect. right, yes. right there. So yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and just cast that spell real quick and I'll use Breed of Sorrow to do it for freezies. Awesome. Uh, you hear him say, can you let me out? That was your freaking secret. That is the thing that you had to whisper for some reason. How did you hear that? That's amazing. I am a magical and powerful sorcerer. Can you just... Oh, yeah. that's impressive. Okay. Can you let Let's me see. out? We already got a guy like you. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we need another. It's a very similar voice. <laughs> Soldier, these birds, I think I can lockpick these ones too. While it might on, make sense that you're out. small and furry, I... Uh, yeah. Listen. Guy. Uh... What the hell is going on? Why are you in cages? Why are there creatures here? Why are you an otter that can talk to me? Why are none of these other creatures talking? I mean, you can talk to me. Why can't I talk to you? Listen, you've got like one more use of your vocal cords right now to convince me not to walk away from you. Okay, like, uh, I can help you get out. And I'm asking how. You tell me how. I'll guide you. 
you are going to get me out. Pardon me if I am not overly encouraged by your ability to do this, considering you're in a freaking cage. Well, that's why I haven't gotten out yet. Okay. Tell me everything from the beginning. I don't want to tell you everything. That's a lot. Okay. See ya, man. And I'm going to go look for a primate. Uh, an intelligent primate. <laughs> as soon as Gum cleaves Mirren's next to the, uh, the cage with little lockpicks and her dagger getting in there. Uh, We're going to let all the animals out. Luck check would we call here for a primate. Uh, like, all the other ones are fine. Just not that one. That one right there. No. That what, is, what was the I secret? I thought it had been locked already. How Do bad not, was the secret? Please, please. Do you know what Wolfert is? You know how yeah. we all have our feelings about Wilford? That's Wilford by pack. like times 50. Okay. So cute though. Wilford not cute. Really not. No, don't do it. <laughs> don't give me a scouting. <laughs> oh my God. You're making me roll for a scout. You just said there's all sorts of animals. You're making me roll a scout yep, yep. to see if there's... Well, I mean, let's be honest. There aren't many primates up north. Uh, that's this. I got Japanese one six. Japanese monkeys, thank you. One snow six. monkey. Okay, uh, you find a Japanese <laughs> snow monkey in one of these cages. Okay, uh, I'm going to cast this. I'm going to cast a spell. Uh, I'm going to cast that third level, and I'm going to start uh, speaking to it. And you're just going to hear me making strange monkey noises. Uh, the rest of you will hear this. Go on, yes, go on. I'm but the uh, I don't think I can do monkey noises uh, in a way that's not going to blow my mic out. Uh, so it's like trying to do a humpback whale sound or something. Um, <laughs> but uh, but basically, it's just going to ask like uh, I'm going to ask a series of questions. Oh, yeah, I got to roll to see if I. Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, I'm going to ask I'm going to ask it three questions. Okay. Uh, so I'm casting a spell. So you guys have never seen me cast a spell before. Uh, allows me to speak with a mammal. I can cast, I can ask a number of questions equal to the power level. The animal can tell you what is seen, heard, or smelled, but they do not perceive the world as humans do. So their answers are often hard to interpret. Um, and so the first question, uh, I will ask it is, uh, is like, you know, in monkey, uh, who put you in this cage? Uh, uh, it, it was our owner. It was our owner. I don't know his name. He's a nice guy. He feeds us. Okay. They do get fed, and he accidentally says that to you all in monkey, and then he shifts his gears. <laughs> sorry, sorry. They do get fed. There is an owner, and oh. apparently it's a nice guy. Okay. Second question. Okay. I can, I, I can ask you two more questions. It's already been more useful than the other thing. All right. Then... Uh, second question is, um, oh man, feel free to sh suggest something if, you, if there's something you can like think of. Where does where does he come from? Owner? Where's the owner? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where does the owner come from? Or How go? often does he come? Yeah. So uh, where where is like where is your owner? Would that be like where does he come from? Like where does, yeah, where does where does your owner come from when he feeds you? Uh, he comes from one of the doors. Okay. All right, I'm gonna kill this monkey. Uh, okay. Uh, third question. Um, hmm. Really, 
I, I just have to pause and say, really? The answer was one of the doors. Like, I know. It's just... <laughs> I just have to put words to that feeling. I'm going to go oh, refill really? my water glass here after this yeah. question. I'm letting the otter out the now. 45 minutes. <laughs> Using my sleight of hand to let the otter out. You know, it's 110 degrees here and my patience is like really good. <laughs> uh, okay. Something like... Uh, I mean, I could, if I ask, how can we contact your owner? He's just going to say, go through one of the doors. How often does he come? Uh, has he been there today? Okay. Um, like when will, uh, when will he be here next? Something like that, maybe. He kind of scratches his head. Uh, he normally comes when we get hungry, and I'm pretty hungry. Okay. So he says that the owner will arrive when they are hungry, and this one says that they are hungry, so perhaps the owner will arrive soon. Okay, then There's, we post up by all the doors and see which one he comes through. There is obviously plenty of pent-up food in here, so we won't starve. You could eat. Don't. I say we start with the otter. How, how big? We've hunted the, the otters. Is the owner like is is it bacho size or bigger? I can't ask any more questions. Actually, oh, okay. bacho, come here for a second. Mm. Um, and then I'm going to. Sorry, it again. Okay, I got one left. So can I take some of your? Can I take some of your willpower? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, take as much as you want. <laughs> you are full up. Transfer. No ones or twos. Okay. Uh, and I will take... I'm not going to take it all because you, you're going to need it. I'll take half. Okay. All right. I can ask it three more questions, guys, if you want me to, to cast a spell. All right. While you think of those questions, Mirren, you said you were working on the otter's cage to let it free. Mm -hmm. um, he is giving you advice on how to open the lock. Uh, he seems very excited about you oh, opening this lock as well. I really, you're changing my mind the more you talk to me. You got to open it up. You got to open it no, up. No, okay. Look, I'm not going to do it if you do that. Okay, okay. Okay. Uh, can I help? No. Okay. Do you want to play a game? I'm really Ooh. bored. I, I can see that. So the little uh, gunk over there who was talking to you before, he really needs a friend. I think this is going to be great for him. Gunk? You shouldn't call him that. That's a mean name. No, no, that's his name. That's what he calls himself. Oh, well, if he's fine with it. Click, click. So uh, give me a check for that. Sure. Uh, let me see here. That Slide is... of hand is agility. Oh, I've taken a lot of agility hits because I jumped into hole. You did. <laughs> it wasn't the smartest thing I've done. I got a six. Uh, so you got a success. That's all you need. Uh, yes. the, this lock wasn't that difficult. Uh, it was enough that the otter himself was not able to open it. Uh, and then you, you get the cage open and the otter, otter just bursts out and he's on all fours. He's got like the curved back as he's bounding, the the sword trails along the stone, uh, that metal on stone noise, uh, and he just like kind of does a 
somersault uh, as he starts tumbling uh, and just stretching out uh, on the ground here. And then he bangs his head against one of the cages and then gets back up, runs back to you. Are you sure you don't want to play a game? uh, The game is how tall is your owner? And of, of the four of us here, who is he as big as? I don't have an owner. Uh, I am my own otter. The person who feeds you. Yeah, I haven't been fed in forever. Uh, what year is it? 356. 356. Oh, wow. Uh, I got in here around... I don't know what year I got in here. Okay, great. So time is pointless. Um, okay, so... But he comes and he just doesn't feed you? Uh, yeah, like... He hasn't been here in a while, but we're all hungry. Gunk, I apologize. You're right. <laughs> Bacho walks over to the otter. Shoot him. <laughs> I loaded my crossbow in the in the chat. I'm going to shoot the otter. For real? I mean, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> you can roll for it if you want to. So, like... Let's just set the scene for a second. We've been at this literally for hours and hours yeah, and hours you're, going you're round in circles. Sure. Our patience is extraordinarily thin and this guy is screwing with us. Like, yes, for sure. I, I feel like he had a chance. <laughs> at least a he, threat with a crossbow is very, he did a logical. lot of stuff like where, where like he just is like, be, you know, I got a secret to tell you. And then I'm like, he didn't even have a real secret. And then he like, he, like at no point has he actually been anything but like a jackass. So I'm going to shoot at him. Like mm-hmm. at least like right next I never to him. Said you can't. No, it's 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 nicer than what Bacho yeah. was gonna do. He was gonna if lean over and bite him, his head off. Go right ahead. <laughs> yeah, please, Bacho. Go right ahead. Oh, damn. No, shoot, shoot him. It's more entertaining coming from Gunk. <laughs> I probably missed though. That's the problem. I'm not good at shooting. So Bacho would be better at doing this. I'm liable to hit Mirren. <laughs> Are you shooting? Roll marksmanship if if you're trying to hit him. No. Or are you no, just I'll trying let, to do a I'll warning let, shot? You don't I'll, let Bacho, I'll let Bacho do his thing. Okay. What what door does the person who feeds you usually come? You run to the door that he usually comes from. Okay, I don't think you understand. Uh, mm-hmm. The guy that feeds us, he, he doesn't come around here anymore. Yeah? No. Oh. Okay. So, you know, I can take you through the doors. I, I can get you out of here. In, I'm not smart enough for insight. Um, <laughs> Gong, do we trust this otter? Well, just take us to a door. If the door opens, then I suppose Listen, we trust him. If the door doesn't I spent open, a then bunch, we don't. I spent a bunch of willpower to cast a spell to speak with a, a Yeah, let's animal. get those three questions. So I'm presuming it told me the truth. Because if it didn't tell me the truth, what a colossal <laughs> waste of willpower that was and kind of an F you. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Chat, they're turning on me. <laughs> no, uh, you cast it again, right? So you got three more questions? Uh, no, I'm letting them resolve the otter stuff before I okay. cast again. Yeah, okay. so the, the otter said he could let us out. So then Zeldin will follow the otter to a door and say, this door better open when you go to the door. Well, uh, if you want me to guide you out, can we play a game? No. The game Bacho. is that you show us uh, the door, which door your owner comes through. Is that the game? Well, no. Let's play a game. And I'll, I'll bet you, if you beat me, 
Uh, I'll show you out. Acho is going to threaten this otter. All right. Uh, that's manipulation, and you get to use it with your strength, I believe. Yep. Strength and might is what I get to use to manipulate. And I will Can take... I support Bacho by saying, we can put you back in the cage and lock it again. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can get a plus one for it. All right. Uh, da -da -da. One, two successes and no one. So I'm going to go ahead and push it. Thank you for that. 300 bits. Four successes. And Four so successes. What Bacho says to threaten this guy, also he takes empathy damage from that. If you do not immediately and directly lead us out of this place, I will bite your head off. And then Bacho grabs him around his little otter throat and shakes him. I will hold you and you will point. And if you fail me, I will eat you. Uh, so, chat, they're really going to hate me here. Uh, but this otter, this was already here. Uh, he has fearless and incorruptible. So he, he's immune to fear and he cannot be manipulated. <laughs> Bacho bites so his let's head Let's go off. <laughs> ahead and make a, a might to grab him or melee to grab him. Okay. I will uh, take one more audience dice because I think now I just got to kill this otter because he's driving me crazy. Got it. I had to let him out. <laughs> just had to. Uh, three successes. And I'm not going to push uh, it because I got a couple ones. My luck held true. I did not get a single success and I got two ones. Uh, so you grab him. Uh, you can just uh, roll an attack. Roll roll your damage. You already got the attack. So go ahead and roll damage here. Okay. I don't remember what the damage is for unarmed. It's just one, isn't it? One, one die. Plus the extra, uh, plus your strength. I'm not sure. Uh, what was the question, Aaron? Damage for an unarmed strike. I don't have it on my sheet. By default, I would guess it's just one. But I don't know if you have I'm anything that changes it because of I don't. I don't have any talents for talents for that. I think I, I would guess it's probably just one. Yeah, it's one. It's one. Okay. Uh doing one strength damage here. Uh and it just screeches and howls and it's wiggling as much as it can. Uh you get a good chunk out of it. Well, it would have taken a total of three, including the extra extra dice to hit on that uh, melee. Three strike. damage? It would have been three in total. Okay, yeah. Uh, again, a solid chunk out of it. Uh, it's not going. It's still uh, squealing in your arms. Mm -hmm. So while Bacho has engaged uh, him, and I'm stealing this from chat, um, you said that this otter had a sword? Uh, it does. Uh, it, it's basically a long knife because the otter is so small, but it, okay. it counts as a short sword. I would like to separate uh, the otter from the sword while he's being attacked by Bacho. Okay. Uh, we already got him grappled. Uh, you can grab the sword out of there. Uh, it's a nice enough sword. Uh, it counts as a short sword for you. It, it doesn't to be appear to be very finely made. It's definitely dulled uh, from being dragged along the stone and the these steel bars. It doesn't look as if it's actually been used. Uh, there aren't any real chips in it either. 
Zaldrin doesn't know what else to do, but is going to treat it like it might be a key of some kind. And she's just going to like go to the doors and be like, that's weird. There's an animal, it's a sword. There's probably another reason for it. But for right now, she's just going to try like shoving the sword in doors and just see if it does anything. Uh, the, the the doors okay. are the, the same stone doors uh, that you've seen before. They, they open up normally. Uh, the sword doesn't look like it fits in anywhere. Uh, as you're looking around, though, you'll be able to see some things um, in the the relief. Uh, I'm sorry, actually, there is none in this room. Uh, so the 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 cages are just covering the doors, or covering the walls and everything. Uh, stop! 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 Lead us out, or I eat you. Was that not clear? All right. All right. Man, there are nicer ways to get things. I just wanted to play a game. We're not interested in your game. We've been down here for hours, if not days. What game had you wanted to play? Feathers. Pick up feathers? Yeah, like feathers. You got piles of feathers. You just grab them. Huh, okay. It's a fun game, <laughs> but you don't want to play. Uh, so, yeah, let's get going. And he starts leading you uh, towards one of these doors. He's just pointing. I've got him in my hand like this. Okay. <laughs> just point. Uh, pointing. You go through this labyrinth again. You don't show up in the menagerie anymore, but you do see a couple rooms that you've seen before. Till finally you see another new room. You open these doors and you find yourselves viewing the end of a battle, uh, of a fight. There's blood and bodies everywhere. And there is a group of reavers that are panting, catching their breath, while their captain is facing off against their last foe, who is Mirren. Mirren oh, that... looks at the group of you with fear and pain in her eyes. Bacho? And her word is cut off as the harpoon that this captain was wielding cuts through her neck. And then it looks at you and says, how many times do we have to kill you? And we're going to roll for initiative here. Uh-oh. That's what I pointed to. We just saw Mirren. I brought the monkey with me. Just okay. You've got the monkey (laughs) with you. And his name is Ted. I I could I could have opened the cage easily for them. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Uh Ted the monkey. All right. I'm just gonna roll everyone here. Uh Zaldrin, you are going first. You guys can move yourselves to however you think you would have been. I put Bacho in front because he normally is. Um, there are uh bodies and blood everywhere here uh and there are five reavers one of which is a captain zaldrin what are you doing okay so just to set the scene when i look at this room there are some creatures that are uh have lots of blood on them and one of them is 
a horse. One of them is a horse, yes. Uh, it so, does not look like then. Uh, it doesn't matter. That is the river is horse, that we'll yes. catch. <laughs> the rest of the bodies in this room are also copies of yourselves. Zaldrin, you see your own corpse in this room as well. Uh, you see plenty of reaver corpses too. Yep, that's that would also be distressing. Um, but as she uh, mentioned with her secret earlier, she likes Ven more than anyone, including herself. So that is the direction that she is going to go and attack uh, Reaver on the north side of the room next to the door on the north side next to the horse. Okay. Um, with one movement, you want to be able to get arm's length, but you would be able to get near, uh, which I think is fine for you. Uh, yep. Near is good enough for Zaldrin. Uh, I'm sorry. Did anyone else want to switch initiative to? No, but we did have a couple questions that we wanted to clarify. Chat was checking in on this. How many yeah. uh, how many otter and monkey corpses do we see as well? Good question. Uh, no otter or monkey corpses here. Okay. We've, we've already broke broke the chain. Look at this. All right, uh, Zaldrin, uh, you hit then, right? Oh, yes, I did. I did. Uh, sorry, uh, I hit two successes, which is three damage. All right. Uh, he is going to attempt to uh, parry. Just one, and then armor. Okay. Uh, so you're doing two damage through his parry and his armor. Uh, so your spear uh, lunges out, yeah, pierces just through this leather armor. Yeah. Like, you don't kill horses and just runs. <laughs> <laughs> and these reavers were already exhausted. They, they've been fighting, and his parry was just a moment too slow with the speed and ferocity you come in, and you get a good solid hit in his chest. Uh, who's next? Uh, Mirren. Uh, Mirren will uh, draw her bow, seeing Zaldrin run for the one on, I guess, the left or north. Uh, she will aim for the one uh, most south. Okay. And draw her bow and shoot at least one time. Uh, we'll see if I hit, and then we may apply some willpower stuff. Uh, I did not hit, but I got no one, so I'm going to push it. All right, I have one uh, success, and I will use a uh, willpower to um, block armor. Okay, uh, so that is one damage. Uh, he is just looking up. He's standing over the body of... Uh, gunk right now uh, mm. and as he looks up your arrow just gets him right in the arm uh, uh, bypassing armor yes and I took uh, one damage to my agility for that okay uh, that brings us to Bacho uh, what is my distance to this reaver um, he is about 20 foot ish away from you uh, so we'll say that, uh, what is that, like short range? 
Okay, so I'd have to take two movement actions to... to... Yeah, one would get you to near. Okay, then... uh, Bacho is... Not going to run up so the guy can get a free attack on him. Uh, what are they armed with? Um, most of them have uh, axes. Uh, the one in the back, the captain, has a large harpoon and a sheathed sword. All right. So Bacho will use his move action to move to here. And he will throw his harpoon at the leader, at the captain. All right, perfect. I just, gotta, I just want to check harpoon real quick. Okay, modify plus one. And my marksmanship is one. Not not my strong suit here, the old. Gear dice. Can I take one audience dice? Of course. Excellent. Uh, two successes, and I'm not going to push it because I don't want to take any more agility damage. So that is a total of four damage. Okay. Uh, this is the only one that is wearing chainmail armor. The rest of them have leather armor, so I'm rolling for that. Uh, no successes there. Uh, and actually, I was supposed to do uh, dodge first. Uh, no successes there. So how much damage are you doing? Four. Four. Your harpoon rushes forwards uh, and hits him right in the gut. It almost knocks him over, but he manages to pull himself back up and he begins to lift his harpoon to throw back at you. You can tell you've struck a big blow on him, but he's not down. Bacho just sets out a, a, a yip and a growl and kind of that feral smile you see from Wolfkin. Uh, and that brings us to Reaver here, who uh, was hit by Zaldrin, and he will rush at you, Zaldrin, moving into arm's length okay. and attacking with his axe. Uh... That's zero successes. Uh, I'm going to spend one of my uh, GM boosts to push that to try again. Okay. Uh, okay, one success there. Uh, so you can dodge, parry, or do armor as you see fit. Uh, am I able to do that since I moved and attacked? Uh, actually, have... unless you get a free dodge or parry, you would not be able to do those. So it'd be armor. Okay. Um, I am struggling with this weapons armor, roll armor, roll armor. No, nothing, nothing happened there. Okay, uh, so you're taking uh, just uh, two damage there to strength. Okay, that hurt a bit. <laughs> and Gunk, you are up. Uh, yeah. Okay, so Zaldrin is so in terms of like range wise, it's the one that Zaldrin's on. Can I make? Can I take my move action, my fast action, to get within near so I can hit with the staff? 
Uh, I'm going to say that you're already within near because he moved uh, to meet Zaldrin. So she was near and then he moved to be near her. So you're already near, let's say. All right. Looking at Mirren and seeing that she is in such a she's not in a good state right now. Uh, She's limping around uh, like a like an old woman with gout. Uh, so I'm going to, I don't know if that even really makes sense how Mirren's moving around, but I'm going to go ahead. <laughs> sure. I'm going to go ahead and bop the one. So I'm going to stay next to Mirren is basically what I'm saying. Um, I'm going to go after the one, I guess. So if, I, if I'm already in near range, because near I can hit with staff. Yeah, the staff is near. So I'm going to go ahead and try to bop with the staff. You are surrounded by corpses too. Just friendly reminder there. Oh, I know. I have another plan for that later. That I'm sure will not result in any uh, any useful information. But I do like Ted, and I and if you're not in the Discord, go check the Discord. It comes up every now and then as I put how I envision Ted, our new party member, and I'm very excited actually about Ted. And if Gunk were to die, I'm uh, rolling Ted as my new character. Ted is the new party member. Yeah. I'm very excited about Ted. Stays quiet. Only speaks when spoken to. <laughs> the perfect Steven NPC. This is the perfect. He doesn't know how to speak, so he can't do it. Uh, all right. Uh, three, and then two, and then another one. Okay, here we go. Uh, that is one, but I'm going to push for more because I didn't get any bad successes, and my one success is already on the staff. So that's not going to break. Okay, I got a second success, but I did take a point of strength damage. Uh, So uh, so it's two successes. Uh, So it'll be a total of three points of damage in the direction of the dude that was bopping Zaldrin. All right. Uh, He cannot dodge or parryless, so he will uh, just roll armor here. His leather armor... One and a two. Uh, so you said two damage, right? Uh, three total damage. Right? Three two damage. successes, and then the staff it does one itself. Go ahead and describe your kill. Uh, combined with the spear, that takes him out. Uh, I mean, let's be honest. I think the staff did probably most of the work. No, I just tease him. Uh, so normally, <laughs> Gunk weaves beneath Bacho, uh, but I didn't think he could get all the way there, and he wants to stay relatively close to Mirren. So... Zaldrin, you are suddenly uh, uh, disturbed as a, a, a small rat, like like these rat arms, just come out of nowhere as you're standing over top of this this uh, this reaver, and you see the staff come from between your legs, and it just kind of takes the guy out, and he flops down, and he smashes him right on the head afterwards. Pardon me. Good kill. That is Gunk's uh, fight style. Stay behind <laughs> the big ones. <laughs> right. Did you want to use your fast action? Uh, no, I'll keep it. Okay. Uh, so we got a couple reavers going here then. Uh, all of them that are left here. Uh, so, Bacho, you moved up there. We're going to have uh, the one captain. I'm going a bit out of order, but they're all uh, together anyways. Is going to throw his harpoon at you. Oh my goodness, my dice are horrible. I'm going to spend another to re-roll that. 
so I didn't get anything for his skill or attribute, but the artifact die was a volley. Uh, so that is two successes there on you, Bacho. I will, do- I will dodge. Because I get a All free right. dodge. Fast footwork. Uh, I will push my dodge because I only got one success so far, but no ones. Two successes as well. I don't know who the who wins in that contest. Uh, that would negate it because uh, each yeah. success you have removes one point of damage. So he That's was doing two points of damage. Uh, yep. So Bacho so, just moves to the side and bats the harpoon out of the air with the otter. <laughs> 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 another reaver is moving up on you bacho uh we got one more uh moving up on uh zaldrin i'm gonna say it takes both actions to get there and we got one more moving up on both mirin and gunk and it'll take both actions to get there so i've got one more attack happening on bacho uh this one uh is holding a battle axe and a shield and it's just cleaving at you i will parry Uh, that is one success. Oh, I gotta double check something here. Do you get a free parry? Oh yeah, I get a free man dodge took all the way and feet. a free parry. <laughs> I'm not dumb. He's that's all he does is fight, but he fights. No, well. no, I would have done the same thing. I can I can add an artifact dice for my parry as well. So that's five successes without pushing it. I only got one. It would have been uh, two damage, uh, so you're good. Uh, that brings us back to the top of the round with Zaldrin. Uh, you have one Reaver on you, one Reaver dead in front of you. Uh, another one is near you by Bacho. And then you see one uh, heading towards Gunk and Mirren as well. Yeah, would you consider me to still be in near of Mirren? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right, then she will not move, and she will attack the reaver that is right in front of her. With Galnir and an audience. One success, two damage. Does that get through? Uh, he used both his actions to get there, so he does not have them back yet. Uh, so he cannot dodge. Uh, let me roll armor. Uh, it gets through. How much weapon damage is that? Just two. Uh, two. Two. All right. That's another solid hit. Uh, it punctures right through the leather armor, kind of halts his momentum as well, and spins him around. Uh, you still have a fast action. I'm going to hold it. Okay. Uh, Mirren. Uh, Mirren would like to use her move to move away from the reaver that is right up there. All right. Uh, he does not have a reaction right now either to stop you from going. Cool. I was really hoping for that. Uh, and now I don't... That is uh, how it works, right? It's a reaction to do the attack. It's not? Uh, so I think she needs... Or, no, she needs to make a move. You're right. I think it's a move. I always get this in Alien Confused, so you should probably double check it. I yeah. see Aaron uh, grabbing his books. Yeah. Close combat in the PDF. Uh, if you have an active enemy at arm's length, you can't run away from them. Instead, you must use taking... the re- you must use yeah. the retreat action. Retreat action. I would like retreat to use action. the retreat action. 
All right. So roll for move. And if you fail, you move, but your enemy gets a free attack at you. That's, That's what it, it is. There okay. we go. Thank you. Ooh. Um, I suppose. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to do it. I only I only, I only have one dice for this. <laughs> I rolled a five. I'm going to push. I rolled six. Yay! Okay, so you got a successful move. He does not get the free attack, uh, and you get uh, one step away, so you are now near him, not at arm's length. Stepping yes. right on top uh, of Ven's head. Is that what, that what she's doing? I was, I was only going You want to move towards Aldrin, or you want to be change away? sides. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I was going right. to stick to the wall a bit. Okay, that's fine. And you're still near Zaldrin, uh, just yes. not at arm's length. Yes. As long as you're near, right. that's fine. Uh, you have a full action still. That was your fast action. Many dice for trying to, well, not as many dice as I would like, but I'm still going to try to shoot the one that is now next to Gunk. Uh, that is one success and no one, so I am going to push. Uh, that is two successes and no ones. That's better luck. Um, and then I'm going to use a willpower to pump an additional three damage into this. I'm not deducting the armor. I'm just going to pump an additional three willpower in. So a total of five damage. Damage? Okay, let me roll his armor. Uh, four and a two. Uh, go ahead and describe how you're killing this guy. Uh, so he got really very close and quite scared for Mirren right now, whose ribs are still really hurting from from <laughs> some of her fun actions. Uh, but he's close and she needs to get rid of him before he can take a move on, on Gunk. So just like precisely at the eye uh, and through to the brain. And he was snarling at you, Gunk, ready to bring his axe down. The axe is high in the air, and then the arrow embeds so deep in its <laughs> skull that half of the shaft is gone, and he falls backwards. And then fast action, move, and point at the one that is in Zaldrin's space. Uh, so that I can shoot again with my fast action. Uh, it was so your fast action to retreat. Your with, with oh, okay. Withdrawal action. Fair yeah. enough. Then I am done. Okay. And that brings us to Bacho. Oh, you're I muted. can't hear you, Bacho. Bacho unmutes himself. Then he voice snarls. Then he snarls at the reaver in front of him and he swings his blade low. All right. Let's see what we can do here. Bonus two gear die and a D eight. Okay, one, two, three, four, five points of damage, and I'm not gonna or five, and I'm not gonna push it. Okay. Uh, this one armor. Describe your kill, buddy. Uh, so he he snarls and he looks like he's coming for an overhand shot. And then he drops low, reverses the blade, just shoves it into the guy's heart, and just carves out his side. Flicks he the blood towards the captain, shakes the otter at him, and he's ready to go. He completely bought the feint, uh, put his guard up high, and you just got him. He crumples to the ground, blood spraying on the otter. 
Uh, that brings us to Gunk. Oh, I'm sorry. You had a fast action, Bacho. Uh, I'm just going to hold my fast action because I might need okay. a couple yeah. parries. Who knows? Uh, is Gunk uh, next to the river that is near Zaldrin in Bacho? Uh, with a fast that... action, you could be, yes. You could be arms okay. there. I don't need to be arms You are near. It, it, You're near, near right now. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Right. My bad. Then that is what I will. I will go ahead and swing then. I will turn around. I will look at Mirin and I will go, nice shot. Now watch this drive. And I'm going to go <laughs> and try to drive the the uh, the staff into this guy's, uh, uh, I don't know, probably his, his shin common tactic. He's already injured from Zaldrin's attack as well. Yeah, I'm down a strength though, so. Uh, I will take, if we have them, uh, an audience day. We do. Counterbalance my lost strength. The power of fate on my side. The power of fate is not on this fella's side. Is That's three sixes. Uh, so that is, and, and I have ones on, so I'm not going to push any further. So three sixes. Um, that's one for the success. So that's three total points of damage. Okay. Uh, rolling armor here. Describe your kill. Okay. Uh, same thing. I think I'm going to do the same thing to, uh, to Zaldrin and she's right next to him. Uh, I'm going to just be like, like, great job, Mirren. Watch this. And I'm going to like, just kind of slide underneath Zaldrin's like feet again and just reach out, whack the guy in the shin once more. Cause he's never paying attention to gunk. They're always paying attention to Bacho and Zaldrin. <laughs> no one really ever pays attention to the little ones. Knock him right to the ground, smash him right on his stupid face when he falls. Completely trips, then, slips in the blood, head hits the stone, and you just hammer an anvil. And then what I'm else? going to I'm gonna look at the otter with my bloody staff, and I'm just gonna hold the staff, the bloody staff. He might not be able to suffer fear, but I like to think he's suffering a little fear right now. <laughs> he definitely looks scared. He, he's immune to fear attacks, but this is a very violent situation, and he's being flailed around. He's probably mm. upside down right now. His paws are gripping at his cheeks. He's covered in blood. He's wailing. Uh, this captain will... Uh, I'm sorry, Gunk, you have a fast action. Uh, I'm going to save it. Okay. This ga captain is going to uh, close the gap and attempt one last attack on Bacho. I don't think he's going to last much longer. Macho will try to parry. If he hits. That is two successes to hit. Uh, two damage. Uh, four successes on the parry. Because I got a magic eight on the All eight. Right, that counteracts and a couple the two damage. Uh, that is his turn. Zaldrin, you are up, and he is within near now. Uh, yeah. Zaldrin is kind of looking at Mirren and looking at Gunk, and... Alright, she needs to <laughs> pull her proverbial weight here. We really are showing up. The little ones are showing up <laughs> yes. this fight. Small power! Yeah. Small power! <laughs> <laughs> Zaldrin did injure both of those Reavers, though. She got good hits on them. Like, she what? no Did her she? her ego is not intact. She needs to. Uh, <laughs> she needs to. I'm do. pretty sure the one next to Gunk could not get hit. 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure it was just like a one. There was just two hits in that fight. I, I, you, Me you hitting him in the dog. shin you and his head. <laughs> the foundry dice felt my pain here. So Zaldrin is just going to um, just do a massive swing. That's <laughs> four successes and five damage. That's nice. Uh, armor negates two of that. But go ahead and describe your kill. Uh, so Zaldrin was sort of, again, sort of side-eyed, kind of looking at Mirren and looking at Gunk. And so kind of while she was kind of doing this wind-up, because um, um, Bacho is to kind of the left of the captain, and so she's uh, just kind of with Gilnir, uh, just kind of swinging into the right as she kind of turns, turns, looks, turns, looks, and then kind of swings around. And so this is very much sort of like a bisection, kind of like, you know, right through the midsection, very sharp swing. And then pulls it back just in time so that it doesn't continue kind of going through and hitting Bacho. And there is a gasp as he's dying. How many times? And then he falls to the ground dead. Mm. The pack is strong. Bacho reaches up into the into the leader's chest cavity and rips his heart out and hands it to Zaldrin. Meat for the victor. Oh, I I, I don't I, I think this should and she sort of looks at it for a second and like tosses it over to uh Mirren, I think is next in oh. the order. We all we all share you and Gunk. Do, do you want me to cook this properly? No, you eat it raw. The hearts of your enemies must be raw. Yes, at the I'm moment totally of death. Going to here, you go, Gunk. So you go to reach to hand it to Gunk, but Gunk is not there. Gunk has rushed over to the corpse gunk. of Gunk <laughs> uh, and is cradling the corpse's Gunk, and will cast Speak with the Dead on the corpse of Gunk to try to finally, finally talk to an NPC. As intelligent as he is, and who can communicate <laughs> in a manner that doesn't make us want to eat him. And this is where we're going to end the session, everyone. <laughs> Great <laughs> timing. I was teeing you up. So, uh, <laughs> uh, you're looking around. You're surrounded by this chaos. Your own bodies, uh, bodies of several reavers now surround you, drenched in blood. Wondering what comes next. Let's do some shout-outs. Uh, Aaron, what's going on with Garbleg? Well, I'm here to tell you. First, Bacho is wiping his fur clear with a with an otter washcloth. And then he's going to go, on Garbleg, on Tuesday, Millie is taking us back for some more Coriolis, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And then Thursday, Garbleg Pete will be bringing us back to Traveler. That is all. Jeff, what do we got going on with Lollygaggers? Uh, yeah, man, we got a lot going on. We've got Thursday. We've got Die, uh, the RPG, uh, where Steven decided he didn't want to play with us anymore. So he's not in that game, but the rest of us are. I uh, think after she, tonight, you're pretty happy about that decision, though. <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, and then, uh, let's see, uh, Friday, we are back to Delta Green, uh, and Steven, he's in that game. 
Uh, and so is <laughs> also Melissa. talks too much in that one. But Kipser and Aaron, uh, they, uh, they, I don't know, they sent really cruel, violent memes when I asked. And then, yeah. uh, and then Saturday, I don't know, I'm just making crap up now. Yeah, I'm Saturday, crying on the inside over that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. I, Aaron would totally point out the green if there was one. You're going to um, kill poor Ashley's character so quickly. Yeah, oh, they were yeah. warned. They were warned. Uh, That's true. We were. We did. It was rough. He he told us have two backup characters just in case. Just in case. I said three. Give me three character pitches and and just don't get too attached in the first two sessions. Uh, And then Saturday we got one ring as per usual, and uh, Monday we should be back to Call of Cthulhu or on the Orient Express. That's the plan. Where uh, where we have recently welcomed Stephen uh, to the party. You can, oh, that's too can't bad. Get rid of me. I'm so sorry. You can believe it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm so sorry, Jeff. I'm so sorry you had to do that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's what we got, man. All right, awesome. Uh, and we'll be back here again uh, next week for more Forbidden Lands, where hopefully the pack will get out of this awful hellish labyrinth. We'll find out. We're never uh, going. We're never going underground again after this. <laughs> seriously. Yeah. Uh, and Gunk will be talking to himself uh, for right. a good part of the beginning of the episode. Yeah, fun it's with really that. frustrating because part of the spell says that sometimes the dead are not cooperative. But I feel like your dead self talking to your live self. I don't see how you could be anything but cooperative. So I, I think if that. anyone was going to be uncooperative, it would I be. I think gunk. you could be. With I think me? you could. You could be upset at yourself and be pretentious no. with yourself no not well pretentious for sure that no that 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 100 percent. but helpful <laughs> helpful definitely uh remind me this week jeff uh and we'll go over what you'll be able to tell yourself okay okay uh basically everything basically everything. <laughs> anyway I think so. <laughs> we are going to ray perception studio who speaking of die are playing their own die campaign we figured that out last week so we're gonna go ahead and give them a raid follow the raid and uh, follow the channel. And if you haven't yet, subscribe on YouTube as well. And uh, we'll uh, catch you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Good night.